Hi, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Culture of the Day. So, I was editing and uploading the episode last week, and I realized that the sound was kind of low. Like, not low to the point that you can't hear it, but low, because it's like, like, ushed a bit. Um, And I think I figured it out, so fingers crossed that that all goes well, and post-production which is not really post-production but leave me alone um but i think i fixed it um i'm a girl in stem um today's episode is very interesting i think i really liked it i wrote it in an hour and i was super hyped about it um because it's kind of like all the things that i like or like songs and movies and, and 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 things that i like but that i wouldn't really think of um I don't know how to explain it. Um, It's kind of like my messiness. Well, that's the name of the episode, my messiness and all its splendor, because there's the theme is that it's messy, but it's like things that I like. And as I was writing, I realized that it's okay. I'll I'll go back to it because I've noted it and it doesn't make any sense. Um, But basically, as I was like looking at this episode, it was the only episode that didn't have a name up until I started writing about it because the season is 10 episodes, um, and episode 10 had a name before. Episode 9 had a name when I realized which week it was going to fall, which, spoiler alert, it falls on my birthday, quite literally. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, there we go. But episode 8 didn't have a name. It was just like, I'm sorry, I'm stirring my matcha, leave me alone. Um, I was just like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't, I don't have a theme that's popping to me. I don't have this notion of like, we got to want to write about this. So I was kind of like, nah. And then I was in my bathroom a couple nights ago and I had the, my like station on Apple music, which is like songs that you've listened to or songs that you may like, but it's kind of like a mixed match of all of those. And the song deep, Okay, wait. The song Feel Real by Depth... Wait, I don't know how to pronounce their name and I am typing out... Okay, Feel Real by Depth for Goth, I think. Um, and, it, it's, and I was like, oh my God, I, I know what I'm going to... I know what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, so that that's the most of it. Um, um, and I was kind of like anxious because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It's going to be messy. It's going to be weird like that episode where I talked about my identity and my groove was just very much off um or kind of the episode in family where I kind of like rushed through the end and I was kind of anxious about that um but then as I was writing it I realized that the best episodes for me at least are the ones where I talk about something I love and I it's about things that I really like um whether it be songs movies and whatever so this episode is going to be more of that um But then I feel like, especially for the music, it kind of like all surround a particular period of my life where I felt a certain way, which I can't really explain, but I think I'm like, I think I kind of pull in um, a couple songs later on and how I imagine like the ambiance to be. Um, But most of the songs, I'm sorry, that was a little too close to you. Most of the songs were... um, circa fall 2020 to spring 2021 and i felt a certain way back then and it's a way that 
at the time I didn't think it was grand, but I, I cherish it now because I felt, I don't know how to explain it, but I felt so different, so elevated. So I don't know, there was something about that period of my life. Um, but yeah, um, so we're going to start with the music. The first song is naturally Feel Real by Depfort. This song is actually very special to me. Um, if you were watching TV shows um, in, in the 2010s, um, you know it comes from Teen Wolf. It comes from, I think, the first like intimate scene that Malia and Styles share, which I've always been Team Stalia. Like, I, I didn't like Styles and Lydia. Like, I think it could have made made sense earlier in the show. But the way they just dragged it out was just like messy and just meh to me. Um, and I don't know, Molly is just my girly. Um, and I was listening to that song on repeat during my like years of middle school and early high school. Like it was, it was, it was serious. It was, you don't understand. It was very serious to me. And I don't know, it just feels like kind of like a, when you're kind of like in a torpor. No, that's not an English word. Une torpeur. Je sais pas comment on dit en anglais, mais... A kind of like a vibe where you're kind of like half asleep, half awake. And everything feels so serene and so peaceful. And I, I don't know how to explain it. You know what? Google torpeur. Like, that's all I have for you. But it's just, it's like a nice one. It's just a comforting one. Um, and there's nothing particular that I want to say about it. And looking back onto the songs I've chosen, um, I kind of like realized that it was less about the true meaning, even though the meaning kind of like is important. Like for some of the song, I really like them. I won't tell you which you'll have to guess. Um, but it's also kind of like, yeah, the feeling that they bring in me. Um, and like I was talking about the notion of Torpeur, but it's like this, the rest of them as well. There's just, it's this very special vibe that it's kind of like a torpeur, but a torpeur would imply that you're half asleep. And for this song, it works really well, but not for the rest. For like overall, I'd say like the music of this episode has. How would I? Okay. So imagine it's a late night, it is pouring out outside like it's pouring like you can hear like it's not very windy but it's a bit windy it's very rainy you can feel the rain against the against the the windows and it's not cold so it'd be like an early fall or like late spring night right so you could open you could even open the windows and have like that rain in 
and just like, you know, have kind of like, or open the balcony and hear all the rain coming in. Um, and um, there is no lights on, only dim golden lights, be it candle or like regular lamp. Um, and you're intimate with someone. Like, and, and before you start, I didn't say physically. I, I, I'm not talking about sex necessarily. But um, it's like you're with someone that you really care about and and you're like close to one another. And that's what I meant by intimate. Like, I don't know, like your legs may be resting on them or like your your head is on their shoulder or the opposite around. And like, you know, you're just like talking. Maybe you're drinking wine or maybe you're just like talking like very heartfeltly. That's even an objective. But um, in this very moment, you feel your soul seen. Not in a vulnerable, negative way. Like, oh my God, like you're going to exploit all my secrets. But rather in like, you feel completely free, completely at peace. You feel seen, you feel understood, you feel valued. You feel like you belong in a way that's just like wholeheartedly fulfilling. Would be how I'd, I'd describe it. And, you know, it's the kind of night that happens once in a lifetime for most people. And it's not one that I've experienced so far. So listen, I'm all for it. Um, But it's definitely, I think, something that we look back on and remember so very fondly of. Like it is like kind of like, you know, a night that, you know, like in that moment, time is passing. But it also feels like time is stopping and you'll never get it back. But in that moment, you're not even worried about that because you feel so fulfilled. Okay, so now we move on to the next one, which is Lavender Kiss by The Kicks. So yeah, um, actually the band recently separated, by the way, like I saw it through Colette's um, story and that had us both in Um They don't have a lot of songs, but 
the other ones I kind of like, but I think Lavender Kiss is kind of like that. You know, I was talking about that night that happens like once in a lifetime. I think that song was kind of like that to the extent of it was just perfect. At least I think it's perfect. Like there are a few songs that I listen to them and I'm like, that is everything I'm looking for in a song. And the first one, I don't know if I talked about it, but it's Let's Fall in Love for the Night by Phineas. Um, Lavender Kiss was another one. And I think... Another one was the next one, which we'll talk about in a moment. But um, this song was like my favorite for all of 2021, like mid to late 2021. I remember listening to it in the streets of New York after my mom, after I dropped my mom off at Port Authority to for her to go to Washington and reminiscing about that New York situation too, because, you know, well, casual relationship, brother, I don't know, whatever you decide to call it. But, and I just walking down the streets and I was seeing this, it's always sunny in Philadelphia at a Times Square. And then I was just walking and, and seeing all the movie theaters and seeing all the people walking around. I was just listening to it. And I remember feeling utterly lonely, but utterly free. Um, but yeah. Um, and I actually used the live version in this recording because I think it's, superior and that might be my opinion and only my own but i don't know i feel like you can feel the band grooving you can feel like the singer just going off and it's like very raw but it's very authentic and i and i just really like it i was just really listening to it and i added it back to my like everyday playlist because i was just like that's fire what like what do you want from me um there was kind of like this hushed vibe and like kind of like this intimacy of just pouring your feelings into the song and it's just something that I adore um and I do love this song okay I said I was gonna see which one but there is more but I won't tell you the other ones um but this song the melody and the lyrics are like perfect to me because it's just like this notion of surrendering and of total surrendering and the reminiscing of such a perfect moment when you had everything that your heart desired but that you only realize that that's everything that your heart desired, but now. So, and it's something that's really dear to me, and I've talked about it before, of like just not realizing how everything is what you can, as how everything is what you want in a near future, because it's in the present. Like, I don't know, but you know, like you're there in a point A, but then when you get to point B in time, you're going to be like, oh my God, point A was everything that I wanted to emulate that i wanted to be that i wanted to experience which talking about experience i forgot to mention that you know what I'll, i might talk about that in the outro um let me just add that because i will forget about this because i'm just a silly goofy girl but yeah that notion that like you know all we have is the present and that we kind of like don't see how great it is until we get to it um but yeah then the next song is Never Be Yours by Zoe Lovesmith. Minds and I will never 
So I always love to brag about it, but I've actually interviewed Zoe Lovesmith and she's an actress and a singer. And it was for one of my paper in my communication undergrad about biracial actresses and the notion of the third space within the World Wide Web. Um, but yeah, in order to get a sense of my questions for her, I had to look at her work and I had discovered her in Scam and so basically if you know Scam, it's like this show and the original version in Norway had four seasons. One was focused on Eva, the other, the second was focused on Nura, the third was focused on Isaac and the fourth one was focused on Sana. And so Nura is a fan favorite because it's her love story with Wilhelm. And it's it's great. It's beautiful. It's everything that you want. Like it, it's very much encompassing those very like late nights where everything is possible and like this intimacy of like hidden relationship. Because I do fuck with hidden relationship, like in general, just like it's just you that know, but nobody else is know. And it's kind of like you're in a public space and like there's kind of like this intimacy between the two of you that nobody can pick up on. Anyway, so that had that. But in the Netherlands version, um, Nura's character was played by Zoe. And her name was, oh my god, I forgot her name. What was her name? Her name was Liv. Um, and, you know, it was like the first time seeing that like one of the main characters was like a biracial actress. And so I was so hyped. And it is like not only because of that, but because of the way that season was shot alongside with the French one was one of my favorite season. Like it was just so good because I think that the Netherlands version just like kind of like delve a lot deeper and just like real issues. And I don't know, I think it was really well done. And then she, cause in the, in the, in the original, there is this notion that like Nura and Wilhelm are never going to have sex because she won't have sex before she's married. And they do that in the Netherlands version, except spoiler alert at the end when like everything is falling apart, she shows up to his door in a wedding dress. And I thought that was just, mm. Genius. But anyway, like, so about my project, because, I mean, mm, it's not it's not really that serious. I don't want you to talk about that. Um, that never happens before. I always just keep chatting, but it just, it's not really necessary. Um, but anyway, so I got to Zoe Love Smith, and I realized that she was a, mus- a musician because she played this song in, no, she posted about it on Instagram. And she also plays it in the first season of Scam. And this song just does it for me. I don't know. It's like the vibe. And I like how even it might be negative, but it's about never belonging to someone because I'm, I'm, I'm reading, I'm, I'm reading what I wrote and I don't have any sense of what I just wrote. So I'll just read it for you. I love how it might be negative, but it's about never belonging to someone because that can be so reductive and usually just gets you stuck in a box. Okay, I know where I'm coming from now. Of kind of like this notion that, you know, you don't belong to anyone but yourself. Like it's, you're just yours. And I know that's not really the message of the song, but that's kind of like how I interpreted it the first time that you're your own. And by, you know, belonging to someone, you can be afraid of just doing things for yourself and kind of like be stuck in this box and just like <sighs> settle, which is one of my biggest fear in, in relationship in life and everything. I'm afraid to settle and I'm afraid that a couple years from now, I'll just realize that this was a whole mistake, like a whole big mistake and that I should have done everything that I thought I shouldn't have done. And I, you know, and, and I didn't just regret it. Um, 
Anyway, the next song is a big classic and it is Let Me Sign by Robert Pattinson. not even begin to understand the hold this song has on me ever since i first watched the well the first twilight in like 2010 or something i was like i remember it was with a friend of mine and it was in cameroon and i've never heard of twilight and she's like yeah like there's those two movies and it was by the time the second had released i remember so i think about because i think the first one was 2008 the second one 2009 so i think we watched it about the about when the third one was about to be released, but hasn't been, hadn't yet, so 2010. I tracked down the song, and I bought it on iTunes, like, it was that serious to me. And it's giving, for me, as I was, like, re-listening to it, something that's closer to Take Me to Church. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Um, kind of, like, once again, that complete surrendering and miserability. If that's not a word, like, leave me alone. But, you know, kind of, like, when men are, like, so down bad and so hoary for women like hosier is all the time it, that's what i mean that's the um yeah and you know i mean the whole premise of the song is that this man i think wants to sign a deal with the devil to free his loved one and basically choosing his own demise over hers and that's very hosier coded to me um but it's a great song and you don't understand how, you understand like one word out of five thousand but it's a good song but i could not have done my girly like that um and i i don't want to bring her always in relationship to that but this very song is well about that um and i yeah i'll never shut up about fk tweaks i mean as a biracial girl and in general as a woman of color what ha what happened to her when she was dating robert pattinson if you don't know look it up it's awful but um yeah, I, and you know, like, here is cellophane, I guess. I don't know. Um, I think, and I've seen it. I've seen it a lot on TikTok in the past few days since you know Sucky Waterhouse and 
Robert Pattinson have announced that they're expecting a child which will, like, go them. Um, and, you know, just a lot of people saying that, like, even if they're super happy for them, like, you know, I mean, they're a stranger, you know, but still, like, you know, in the world that we live in, like, even though they're super happy for them, like, they can never forget about that interview where I think FK Twig says that he was, like, his fan's knight in shining armor and that, um, they wanted him with someone white and someone blonde and that just couldn't be her. And she deserves an unbashful, unshamed love. And I'll die on that here. Like, this is like, and this is like a real, I mean, it's not a fear, but it's something that, I mean, it's an insecurity naturally, but it's translating that feeling. Like the song is translating that feeling of not being enough and wondering why is it you, why you aren't someone's almost everything. And this is a question I've asked myself for like a lot of time. Like not necessarily in the framework in the frame of race, but in past relationship, I've just always been questioning like what was it about me that I was not enough? I drunk texted that to one of the past people once and I was very embarrassed and it was not great. But it's this notion of like why couldn't I be your almost everything? Like well not I don't want to say everything because you know you shouldn't be someone's everything because that's a lot of pressure. And that's like very like you know challenging in general but um yeah it's just a question i've asked and it's so beautiful and the song is so raw that um yeah i just it's it's a beautiful song you should go listen to more of her song because she's a great artist um and the final song is is it any wonder by duran jones and the indication listened to a couple of podcasts before you might have had a war flashback because this is the song that I um put in every intro and outro because I just like the the drums and and the bass and the music um but this one is a long time coming it's been my favorite song for the past year and or well I mean I've discovered it with high fidelity but I only started kind of like listening to it in the past like I think 2022 like when I did that, the last rewatch of High Fidelity, like the high, last full rewatch. I don't think I've done a full rewatch of High Fidelity because I always start it when I'm very depressed. And then by episode four or five, when Thomas DeHurt, he comes in, I'm just like better. And then I just stops. Um, but yeah, so like about a year ago, more a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half, a year and a couple of months. But um, it's just really good. And it, it's, it's one of my top 
my top five all-time favorite songs for sure um i like the groovy vibe about it it makes you feel good and it's like very like you know like kind of like you're not dancing to it but you're kind of like rocking and like moving a bit um but the lyric on the other hand imply you know like complete infatuation that you feel towards someone and the fear of being abandoned um which is what i've seen on a website uh, but i mean you know when he goes like you look so fine i don't know how to act now like this always makes me feel good like it's not directed towards me but it just makes me feel good um but anyway um for me it's more about the magnetism between two people like i don't know if that makes sense but you know like and i'm and i'm gonna give you like a scene to imagine again but you're in a room full of people and you look into someone else's eyes from afar, from like a closer approach, perspective, from, from, from a closer position rather, and everything stop. And it's just the two of you and the air starts to feel heavy. And this is what this song reminds me of. Like, it's just like being completely absor- absorbed into someone else. Um, but yeah, so that's for, that's all for the songs. And now we have about 15 minutes for movies and books. Um, so the movie I'm going to talk about, well, the two movies I'm going to talk about are Away We Go and Patterson. So Away We Go is a movie I've discovered recently. I've been meaning to watch it since like 2020 when I had this huge obsession on John Krasinski because, you know, I'm just a silly girl. I was watching The Office and I was like, Jim is the man. Um, and actually, fun fact, only finished The Office like in 2023. So there you go. Um, but it's about a couple, Verona and Bert, that decide to move out of their house when they realize that Verona is pregnant. And their goal is to road trip throughout the U.S. in the hope of finding the perfect home for their new family. And throughout the movie, they meet various couples and navigate various approaches to parenthood, some which are more a bit more eccentric than others. Um, and it's through like friends and family. So they visit Verona's sisters, they visit Bert's brother, they visit, uh, like joint friends of theirs. They visit like old friends of Bert and so on and so forth until at the end they find the perfect place, which I won't tell you where it is, but it was just such beautifully done. And the, the house and the place were beautiful and it was just very like heartfelt and very like, you know, those moments when you've had like non-lighter with friends or a loved one or whatever and it's kind of like the sun is starting to peek out and there is just like it's kind of like the sobriety is coming back to you and everything feels very quiet and very intimate this is kind of how the end of the movie feels to me um and this movie is definitely on my rewatch list because you know throughout the various cities and the people they encounter their relationship never falters like they're each other's priority and it's, it's, it's not just saying, oh my God, you're my priority. It's like actually showing it, you know, like, which, cause I've been getting a bit tired at the moment of promises and empty words and friendship and anywhere else really, um, of just like blah, blah, blah. And then nothing else, which, okay. Um, but yeah, there is something so pure, so common and so sincere about their love. There is no huge drama or anything very drastic. Though there are sad moments in the movie, but they're sad, but I feel like they're definitely very real and a part of life. And it's just basically them being sincere and content with one another. And there is so much instances of honesty and loving communication. And it's just, I think that it works really well. Um, but yeah, this movie really feels like a warm hugs 
like warm hugs while watching a completely absurd scene, which I'm here for it. It's really good. I think I'd give it a four out of five and might give it a five out of five on a rewatch. And the second movie is Pearson with um, Adam Driver. And it's kind of like the same vibe as The Way We Go. There's very simple and utter everyday life. Nothing drastic happens, but it's beautiful. And it's, and even if it's not beautiful, it's just ours, I guess. Um, and it's about Pearson. He's a bus driver in New Jersey, but he's also a poet. And his wife is an artist. And throughout the movie, which is spread on seven days, so from Monday to Sunday, um, we explore their relationship and the, the wife always has a new passion and like always has a new hobby and they aren't really wealthy but they live a comfortable life and they're actually very sweet and over that movie you kind of expect because some things happen like it's not mad but you know a small like a small but really annoying things happen and it's kind of like the one thing that Patterson really cares about and you kind of like expect him to explode and start yelling but never He's always contained and he's sad and he's hurt, but it's not like, rah, which was really satisfying and kind of like also terrifying because kind of like the same happened in Saltburn, which is a new movie by Emerald Fennel, which I'd recommend, but you kind of expect Barry Keoghan's character to kind of like explode, but he never does. And it's just, it's, it threw me off. Um, my favorite part of the movie is always the waking up scene um, because, you know, since it's seven days, every morning you see how he wakes up along, how they wake up alongside each other, how they snuggle, how they care for each other. And it's just very sweet. And it's just like, you know, it's very natural and very real and, and very like it's it's softening. Um but yeah, I don't have anything else special to say about this movie. I think it's a good watch. It's peaceful. It's kind. It gives the sense of a life fully lived. Fully lived. And you know, of being completely fulfilled without necessarily going to extremes point. Like it's not like doing crazy things and like you being like, oh, I've lived a good life. It's just like looking back on everything and being like, I did live a good life. And it was filled of, with love and routine and, and weird interaction but it, it was mine um and then moving on to the book um the book well the two books for this week are little weirds by jenny slate and sex and rage by eve babbitts so little weirds is a book that was recommended by genevieve um she would not leave me alone until i had read it like i went back to a conversation i had like a text every other month of like have you read little weirds yet because i did buy it um, they absolutely love Jenny Slate. And I mean, I understand the movie was a great read. Like there was a couple of, cause it's like a, a couple of short stories that are half bio autobiographical and half just like fiction. Um, there are some that I liked more than other, but it, it was really good. It was, it was a peaceful read and it's definitely a read. I'm going to get back to maybe this winter, maybe next summer. Um, I don't have it with me, but I remember just, I highlighted a lot of things. And a lot of pages, and like I really like it all throughout. And one of my favorite one um, was "I Died," Brown Street, um, and it was really good. And it was one of my favorite, definitely for sure. Um, and it's a one again. Maybe that's the theme of this episode: living a life, living a full life, living a life well lived. <laughs> my God, um, and you know, just like. 
from the music with all those moments like you know that that notion of like it's nighttime and it's like only you and you feel seen and you feel like your soul is just opened out um and to 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 the movies of like it might not be the most exciting thing 24 7 but it's great and it's yours and it's loving and it's caring and it's warm and it's sincere and you can look back on it and, and say that you were happy which is all that we can all aim to say to the books of like you know stories and and realizing that your life yeah is not the most craziest thing or maybe it is but it's yours and your energy is what makes it a life so fulfilling like yeah because that's what it is all about because it's not out of the like it's not like not even in terms of shock but just in terms of like oh my god every time but the energy that we all bring to our lives i think it's a very precious one um but yeah i think it's about reminiscing what has happened with fondness and especially in the case of a dyed bronze tree being open to the next step whatever that may be which is really nice and i'll read you a quick passage from it i wanted to read the whole thing but i don't think we have the time i died bronze tree i know that i can't change it i died i died as a very old woman I died after living more of my life with you than I lived it with just myself. I did die, and everyone wants to talk about that because it is the final thing. It is the only real completeness, I guess. But completeness was never a prize in my eyes. Connection always was deepening, tending, asking, cycling through all of the things that we did together before we died or death. I died, but it was so small compared to how I had lived so much and for so long with you, alive. One death was so small compared to all the things that we did in our life. Things that we did all the way through, right to our ends. That is the first paragraph, and I'll read you the last one. I died after I lived my life with you, because that was the story. That was the story that happened, and it was the only one. And so it is what I knew when I died. Closed loop. I died, and I have to move on soon. But I will always be so glad for the life I had with you. The fact is that it is incredibly hard to RIP. And I'm not just sure I can get it done. Because what will I be now? I know that we will have a new life with new forms. And that we won't just be able to love each other like we did the last time. Maybe I am going to be a banana. And you will be a car. It just won't work. I know that. And I'm not one to beg for the impossible, especially as a banana. But I can't seem to stop reacting to the enormity of the final end of us, sweetheart. A death. A bunch of them. I died. I died and what was left of you was already there with our bronze tree. An extension of you waiting for me at the airport with flowers. We'd put your remains under its big trunk in a bronze cast of a small egg. I died and they put my ashes in another egg. My ashes were buried in the earth in a lovely object next to your ashes in a lovely object. And we were treasures at the end of our lives, at the root of our art. I'm sorry, but you cannot tell me that this is not beautiful. Like, it's just... Um, it's it's I'm highlighting it again because it just does it again and I just 
beautiful book and especially a beautiful poem. And there is a couple of stories of I died. I know that there is I died sardine and then there is another I died. I think it's I died, I died laugh, laughing tree. There's a couple of them, but this one is definitely my, my favorite. And the last book is Sex and Rage by Eve Babbitt, which is a book I read because of Moya. She recommended it. And honestly, it wasn't a mind-breaking break, read. And I, I, was just, I, was like, I was like not absolutely absorbed in it. Like I was like, oh my God. Rather, it was like an enjoyable read. And I don't even know how to describe it. Like I'd read it again for sure because it's an easy read. And like, like, you know, you can read it in the subway. But it's, just, it's enjoyable. And I think it's like about half biographical and it's about this girl, Jacaranda, who experiences the world of LA. So the sparkle, the drugs, the love, the heartbreaks. And at the end, she decides to move to New York City. Um, yeah, the novel didn't pull me completely, didn't pull me in completely rather, but it was, it was enjoyable. Like I'd definitely give it a reread to see like, cause there are stories like, you know, there are episodes with like past lovers that are completely mental sorry party guy there super wealthy and people that she meets a woman she meets at a party that gets abused by her partner like there's a lot of different pockets of stories and there is her family there is her grandmother is her history and I think it was just like it was someone in the review I think said that you kind of like carry through the book in like a half awake state or that's how it's written and that definitely makes sense like Kind of like in, in like an état second. I wouldn't know how to translate it. And oh my god, it's be real. Oh no, it's not be real time. I got pranked. Anyway, um, but yeah, um, and even remembering now, like it feels very foreign. Like it feels like I read it like five years ago, whereas I read it about the same time as Little Weirds. But I have like stronger feelings about Little Weirds than I do about Sex and Rage. But yeah, it's definitely a read I would recommend. And one that I ought to go back to. But here we are at the end of the episode, one that doesn't last 100 hours. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and I wanted to talk about the adventures because I had to write it. If not, I would have forgotten. But I don't know how you've been lately, but I've been craving adventures. For like the, the past like couple of weeks, I've been craving an adventure. I want my life to be thrown upside down and I want to... <gasps> Like, be a party girl and have, party girl? Yeah, sure. Be a party girl and have fun. Go out and meet random people. Like, and like, you know, meeting people where you get like stories that will stay with you. Like, oh my God, like, you know, I met that person once and they had this crazy background and like meeting them like taught me so much about myself. I don't know, maybe it's just me. And I don't know if it's because I'm a Sagittarius and I don't want to be this girl that's like, oh my God, astrology. But I've noticed that this is something that happens a lot whenever I get into a routine that I'm settled down, that like things are quiet, things are fine, things are stable. I'm craving adventure. I, I, I'm because I'm, I'm I feel like maybe in the routine I'm kind of like starting to be bored and I want something to throw it off. Um, but yeah, so I'm craving adventure. But other than that, I'm doing good. I'm living the life. There was something on my shoulder. Um, being a full time scholar. Well, part-time scholar, part-time gallery assistant. It's very fun. I would recommend. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of all the 
other recommendation I can think of, like the things that would be here and there. Maybe like it happened recently, I realized that one of the songs or one of the movie I could have used in a particular episode later on, but I mean, there you go. I really enjoyed it. I hope he did as well. Um, they're just the things that I loved and I never thought to put in the podcast until now. So here they are. They absolutely deserve their own little time. And so do you. I'm sending a lot of love and I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next episode. Yours always and forever. Bye.